Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast brought to you by Mallball Sports. Well, um, yeah, the other week I had made a podcast and it was pretty good, but I went over the time and then haven't really did one, but we here today. We are here today. Um, first off, we're going to talk a little college football. Um, just a, just a tad. Indiana. The Hoosiers are 4-0, their latest upset, one of which I guess they were the higher-ranked team, still odd. They just plummeted Penn State 24 to nothing, setting them up with a showdown with Ohio State next week. This is 2020, the year of COVID. If I'm Indiana, I'm not playing that game because Ohio State sat idle this week. So, um, right now, technically, Indiana would go to the Big Ten Championship game if both teams won out because Indiana would have more wins. So, if I'm Indiana, I'm sitting out against Ohio State. It's going to be a COVID game. We're not playing that week. That sets us up for a showdown with Wisconsin once during the regular season and once in the Big Ten Championship game. And if we win both of those games... You go to the college football playoff. I mean, it's a $20 million decision. Now, they're going to be competitors in play, but if it was me, shh, no, sir. We'd be sitting that one out. All right, so moving on. Um, while I've been gone, there have been quite a few championships. Um, NHL. Crown the Tampa Bay Lightning as champions. And then in basketball and in baseball, L.A. was victorious. Um, the Lakers won 4-2 on 10-11. And then the Dodgers also won 4-2. That series closed out on 10-27. Giving the Lakers their 17th championship. Giving the Dodgers their 7th championship. Meaning... They did it for Kobe. I just wanted to rest a minute there. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. Um, other things to highlight that have happened as of late. Um, a few weeks ago, Drew Brees threw his 7,000th completion. Uh, he's the only person who ever played football with 7,000 completions at quarterback. Um, another thing that's kind of in the news now, Tony LaRussa has been reunited with the Chicago White Sox. LaRussa was their manager from 79 to 86. He won manager, AL manager of the year in 1983. Um, that year he won the division and lost to the Orioles in the ALCS. And now he's in a Dispute with Jenkins and Driving. So we'll see where the cops come. Cops come down on him or not for that. Uh, or what his fines and penalties are going to be. But it's kind of shocking that a retread 70-something-year-old dude is out drinking and driving. When I know Tony Lucia has the money for an Uber. People be responsible out there. 
Um, and some other hiring, coaching hiring news. Paul Silas' son, Stephen Silas, hired by the Rockets. Um, it's the first hire of the Rockets' new general manager, Raphael Stone. And from day one, he's already has problems. Poor Steven Silas. Uh, it looks like Westbrook wants out or Harden wants Westbrook out or Harden wants out. And I don't know. For some reason, Harden and Westbrook can't play together. It's so odd. I don't get what's up. Maybe that they're both see themselves as ball-dominant guards. So you can't have two ball-dominant guards on the team at the same time. It just won't work. But either way, looks like they're going to be splitting that all apart. <clears throat> and that's a shame. I'm sure he took the job thinking he was going to be coaching two superstars. And now he's only going to be coaching one. Might not be coaching any. Well, so... Speaking of the NBA, I saw that Mike Conley Jr. Um, essentially opted in for his player's option of like, I don't know, it's like $24 million or something crazy like that, which got me kind of thinking. It's like, well, let's see. Um, the 2006-2007 National Championship game, it was, uh, this is, I'm looking into this because Mike Conley played in this game. I just wanted to see the earnings for the people involved in this game. So, the 2006-2007 National Championship game. Uh, this was Florida's back-to-back second appearance in the National Championship game uh, versus Ohio State. Ohio State was led by Mike Conley and Greg Oden. Florida had um, guys come back after winning a championship. The likes of Corey Brewer, Al Horford, and Joe Kim Noah. Um, so they wanted to see if they can win it again for Billy Donovan down at Florida. <clears throat> uh, Florida was victorious in that game, giving them back-to-back championships. Uh, probably being the last team to ever have guys like that could have been first-round picks come back, especially multiple dudes. Hence why I think this was a very special game because it's I think it was the end of an era in college basketball. Um, now the a lot of national championship games have been dominated by one and done guys, um, or at least the tournaments have been dominated by one and done guys. Um, well, you have Virginia winning national championship game and out one and done guys, but that's about it. For the most part, really. So it was really I just you know just to see how this game is tracked through time, um, putting it there in a different light, even still just barring the situation and everything. But I wanted to see how these guys have done in the NBA make of money. First up, we're gonna go through the um, we're gonna go through the high state players. So like I said, Mike Conley Jr. just got an um, he just opted in. So I wanted to look up Mike Conley's salary. He's made $206 million in the NBA. I will repeat that. $206 million Mike Conley has made in the NBA. 
that is glorious, fantastic for him and his family. I'm just surprised. I, I can't believe it, but he was getting nice deals um, from Memphis, a large part of his career. Um, you have Greg Oden from Ohio State. He uh, he earned $24 million in his career, which it would have been more except for the fact that he got hurt. So he he didn't last that long in his career, unfortunately. Uh, no one else in Ohio State is even worth mentioning. So we're going to move on to Florida. Let's look at Corey Brewer. Corey Brewers earned $55.6 million in his career. That's crazy. Like, that's a lot of money. That is family tree altering money. <clears throat> like, that's change everyone you know money. That's great for him. I'll, well, Joe Kim Noah has earned $136.5 million. The I hate Cleveland Joe Kim Noah can't shoot a lick. Joe Kim Noah, $136 million. That is insane, too. Great for him. And topping it all off, Al Horford. Al Horford finessed the Boston Celtics. Somehow they were able to trade him. And so now he's finessing. Philly, he's still finessing because I Horford contract is for 200. He's earned $212 million in his career. Hats off to him. Now, I should have did the math previous to recording this, but we're going to do the math right now. So we got 136.5 plus 212 plus 55.6 plus 24 plus 206 equals in that national championship game future earnings for the players 634 million dollars for one game for players that were in one game together both teams combined for 634 million dollars they have earned in their careers over a billion dollars over half a million dollars that is absolutely insane has off to all parties involved okay so now we're going to get to the moment we've all been waiting for um i kind of had teased this to to a few people beginning of the week um, an announcement came out today that, well, not today, it was, like I said, during the week, and it just kind of threw me over the edge, um, and it had to do with baseball. I don't talk MLB a whole, whole lot, but this is a moment where I have to. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hold to it, and I want you guys to hold me accountable to it. I love listening to Cleveland Indians baseball. When I worked at Luke This Factory, only radio station that came in was 1045 WQKT, 
Worcester's on sports country. So all I could listen to was country music all of that, working in this factory back in like 2011, I think it was. Yeah, 2011. So right about that time in 2011 was when Lindor, Francisco Lindor for the Cleveland Indians was just coming on, just getting to the bigs. And I tell you, every single night at work, because I worked second shift, just listening to Tom Hamilton talk about Lindor and how great he would be. And once he matures and becomes of age in the MLB, he's going to be a world-class player. You know, and I bought into that. I honestly did. I was like, okay, sweet. I can't wait. I can wait for Lindor. Once Lindor comes, cool. We'll be great, right? And you know what? Lindor delivered. Lindor delivered. 2016, Cleveland Indians. Up three games to one against the Chicago Cubs. Damn that rain delays in game seven. But it shouldn't even came down in the rain delay in game seven. They should have won game five or six or something. I don't know. Anyways, besides the point, because even with losing in that um in the World Series, the Indians were in the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs for like Four out of the last five seasons. Clearly, they have been a winning ball club. Clearly, things have been going well. Clearly, also, the Dolan family has been making a ton of money. Which makes me upset about my next points. So, this week, um, all the awards for the 2020 season were announced. Uh, in the ML, well, in the MVP race, Freddie Freeman won it in the in the NL, and um, Jose Abreu won it in the AL. It's coming in second place, Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians, right there in the cusp. Jose had a great season too, but I think um, I think uh, Abreu earned it because he just has a little more star power. Than uh, Ramirez. It's okay though. That's fine. And then you get to the Cy Young. Cy Young for the NL. No, I'll start with the AL. Cy Young for the AL was Shane Bieber. One um, rookie MVP. Not rookie MVP. One the uh, All Star game. MVP last year. Game was in Cleveland, so we'll we'll get that. But he was an all-star, pitched well in the game. This year, he's a side young. Shane Bieber is taking off. He's a a cheap uh, pitcher right now for the Cleveland Indians, and he is a world beater. He's great. Shane Bieber is great. I don't have a complaint. I like Shane Bieber. Now, in the end, though, Trevor Bauer. Won the Cy Young for the Cincinnati Reds. Trevor Bauer used to play for the Cleveland Indians, but the Indians traded him away two seasons ago because they knew they wouldn't be able to re-sign him after this season. And so Trevor Bauer's up for a contract, and he's going to get paid, paid, paid. And Cincinnati will probably pay him because they don't mind spending the money. But the Dolans... The Dolans mind spending the money, and the Dolans piss me off. 
I can't stand the Dolans. I am done with the Dolans. The Indians should have had the second place MVP and two guys fighting it out amongst themselves for Cy Young in their league. Not to mention that they traded away Clevenger. Yeah, he was stupid and made a bad decision, but they traded him away nevertheless, which was stupid. It's dumb. And I won't even go down the trail of all the other guys they susp- they've traded away before they had to pay him the CCs, the Cliff Lees, Kluber. Time and time again, they get an ace. The ace plays for a few years for them. Looks, the ace looks like they're next, Bob Feller, just to be traded away. And it's, a, it's just sickening and it's disheartening. It's like, come here, become the number one pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, and then we'll ship you off to somebody who will pay you. I mean, uh, look at Michael Brantley. Played for the Indians all those years, gets a big-time payday from Houston, wins a World Series. It's just, there's so many... There are so many examples, and I'm just, I'm done. I'm so sick of the Dolans being cheap. The Cleveland Indians franchise has, like, blossomed since they bought it from the Jacobs family. I think it's grown by four or five times its value. Why are they still being cheap? Which brings me back to Francisco Lindor. Now, a couple of seasons ago, Lindor was up for arbitration. Of course, it's what you do. It's just a process. You know, he's a <clears throat> you do the arbitration thing once he's almost out of his rookie deal. See where things go. Make sure you really want to marry that guy. Baseball terms wise, at least. But <clears throat> the Indians have gone through arbitration with Francisco Lindor. Um, had a couple few more seasons, and now here we sit this year. Francisco Lindor is going to be traded away by the Cleveland Indians sometime during this season because after next year, he's going to be a free agent, and the Indians aren't going to sign him. They're not going to re-sign him. Um, and it's very sad. It's very, very sad. I mean, I'm I'm heartbroken, honestly. And it's, I think, like I said, going back to where a time when only thing I had, because that job was just hell, was listening to the Indians and just, the, just watching the maturation process of Lindor and just to see <clears throat> that they're going to jettison him. Like, I'm, I'm through. I'm going to miss... Tom Hamilton, I'll probably turn Tom Hamilton on just to listen, but my heart's not going to be in it anymore. I can't give them any more of my time. I'm, you're not going to see too many more tweets about changing name to the Spiders. Although I really feel like they should just change the name to the Spiders. It's the original name of the franchise, <clears throat> which means you already have... Um, throwback jerseys, whenever you want to wear a throwback jersey day, you already got throwback jerseys. Just whatever those jerseys were from 1901, you wear those jerseys. Bingo, bingo, throwback jerseys. The new jerseys, you got to change the team name. You got to make new jerseys. All the old jerseys, 
are worth more money. You make more money with the old ones. The new jerseys, people got to buy the new jerseys. They want to be in a stadium with the new jersey. You make money with the new jerseys. The Dolans are so cheap, I don't understand why they just want to change the name and make more money. But they're dumb. Like, the Dolans that own the Knicks and the Dolans that own the Indians fight for the Dummy Award year after year. They're dumb and cheap. It's just, Oz, it's beyond frustrating. I'm so frustrated right now as a fan. I really, truly am. But, so, let's look at Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts got a 12-year extension worth $365 million from the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Mookie Betts had won a national, not a national championship game. Had won a World Series with Boston previous to that deal. But you could suspect Francisco Lindor is going to get at least, I mean, if he wants it, a 10-year, $300 million contract, right? That's probably the base starting number for Lindor. Indians ain't going to pay it. It's not worth it to him. The franchise is too cheap. They're just going to trade him away. The day they trade Lindor away, is a day I'm no longer a fan. You have heard that here first on the Mall Boss Worst Podcast. I am through with the Indians the day they trade away Francisco Lindor. And this is going to break my heart. I've been a fan my whole life. All right, so moving on now, we're going to do what we talk. All right, and so now we're going to talk about football. So we're going to start out with my fantasy team. Um, Just a little update on my three leagues. I am in a little tied for first place, I guess, seven and two in my ESPN league. This week I face um team that's six and three. So far right now I'm projected to win. Hopefully that holds because... I'm not in first place, and the first place gets a bye, and I beat the first place, but they have me beat by points. Um, Hopefully, they slip up and lose. I can get the first round bye. It's me and another team tied at 7-2. Their team is loaded also, so um, it's going to be a tall order. In my other leagues, on Yahoo!, I'm in, like, last place in my Keeper League. Um, I had kind of blew the whole team up. I traded away Hop. I traded away Julio. Um, just trying to get some assets for next season. Guys who aren't first or second round picks, I can keep and have my first or second round picks open. Um, so maybe we can acquire some more assets and start a rebuild with my keeper league and um so we'll see about that come next year. Then my final league, I'm in sixth place in this one. Um hopefully this week I am able <clears throat> excuse me, I'm able to get a win. Right now it's not looking so good because my team is not very good. But hopefully, like I said, I'm able to get a win this week. Because if that is so, we um 
will be set in good shape and it will keep me in the playoff race in which that there is always the goal to make the playoffs. But I guess I'm not too good with fantasy sports because I always have no depth on my team. It might be because I do things silly like draft and keep Josh Gordon all season long. But eventually he has to play, right? They're going to reinstate him eventually, I would imagine, right? So when that moment happens and I'm the guy with them and Russell Wilson chucks that 40-yard bomb, and it's the Flash Gordon. <laughs> Look out. I don't know what's going to happen. Teams will not be able to guard. DK Metcalf on one side and Josh Gordon on the other. They're both human freaks. It's... And you got a guy like Russell Wilson distribute the football. Ooh-wee. That's going to be a high-powered offense. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, and... I just traded somebody, the Chiefs, for Seattle in my Madden League because uh, the Chiefs have cap issues. Um, and like I just said, the Seahawks, hopefully they still do, and the guy didn't trade him away, let him go, have Josh Gordon and DK Metcalf. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, so moving on to the games that actually matter. So far this week you had... Uh, the Colts beat the Titans, surprisingly, on Thursday night. Um, next up, Houston uh, plays Cleveland. Jacksonville plays Green Bay. De- uh, Washington plays Detroit. Philly is at the Giants. Tampa Bay is at Carolina. Denver versus the Raiders. The Chargers travel across the country to Miami, face the Dolphins. Buffalo plays out in Arizona. Um, Seattle has a divisional game against the Rams. Um, San Francisco plays New Orleans. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh play each other in the 4 o'clock hour. And then you got um, Baltimore versus New England. Um, Baltimore and New England play each other. And that game is a Sunday night game. And then on Monday, on Monday night, you got uh, Minnesota versus the Bears. That should be a fun one, too. So it's a pretty good slate this weekend um, in football. I'll put out the pickums on over the weekend sometime, I guess, tomorrow. Um, so check the, the podcast Twitter page for those. Uh, so what I'm looking forward to tomorrow is to see, I want to see Joe Burrow against Pittsburgh because, well, Baker Mayfield looked like trash against Pittsburgh. So I'm going to see how Burrow performs against them. Does he look as trash? Does he look better than Baker? I'm already guessing he's going to look better than Baker because Joe Burrow is better than Baker. Um, which brings me to the Cleveland in, uh, Cleveland Browns, who at 5-3 and three are on the outside of the playoffs. And I, I knew this would happen. 
they had to win last well they had to win two weeks ago against the Raiders get to six and two so they can make the playoffs honestly I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs at five and three now which is crazy to think but I mean they're gonna lose again to either they're probably gonna lose to Pittsburgh well they're probably gonna lose to either the Ravens or Pittsburgh again maybe they beat one of them so they're gonna lose one of the two though that's loss number four um this game is a toss-up here because Baker's been out of practice and everything, and the facility's been shut down. But they got to have this game. Um, Now, against the Steelers Week 17, if the Steelers keep winning like how they are, they might have everything buttoned up by then. But the problem is there's only one team that gets to buy this year, unlike years in the past. But the Browns also are lucky because one extra team makes the playoffs this year. So I guess come week 17, the Steelers might be in a position where they can sit um, Roethlisberger and the Browns somehow beat the Steelers week 17. Um, But as long as Mahomes keeps winning and the Chiefs, they're going to have to keep trying other guys out there if they want to make sure they keep that the one seat for the bot. And that bye is important, especially for Pittsburgh when they've been um, without a bye week this year, essentially because of due to COVID, they had to play. There's, They had to lose a game in like week four, and then the game has to be replayed when their bye was supposed to be later on in the season or something like that. Uh, I forget exactly what week um, and what week their bye was supposed to be, but that's their situation. So it's going to be, I mean, they really need that bye week, um, them being the Steelers before they go into playoffs. So we'll see about that. So that could be two losses. Um, The Browns, they still got to play Philly, and they still got to play the Giants, in which I imagine they'll beat the Giants. But like I said, they still got to play Philly. Hopefully they can beat Philly, um, and that's next week's game, so we'll see. Then they go to Jacksonville, in which they should be able to beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not very good. But then they go back-to-back weeks, they're away. So they go to Jacksonville. And then they go to the Titans, in which they got to win. Um, and then they go, and they have a home game with the Ravens. And then, like I said, they play the Giants. That's in New York City. Well, East Rutherford, New Jersey. And then they have the Jets right after that. Two weeks in a row they're in New York City. It's so odd. I mean, they might as well pitch a tent and just stay there. Stay in Jersey, I guess, for the two weeks instead of flying back and forth. Kind of disheartening, though, for Odell. This is supposed to be um, the game, him versus the Giants, and I'm sure ESPN and all them would have played that up, but we won't have that opportunity now. Then, like I said, at the end of the year, the Browns are home versus the Steelers, and let's see what happens. But, I mean, it out of these eight weeks, the Browns really got to, I mean, they have to win five games, and they really do need to win six to make the playoffs because I don't see the Ravens missing the playoffs, and I don't see the Steelers missing the playoffs. So they're gonna have to be like eleven and five to get to get in. 
<clears throat> so the Titans, that's a winnable game. Not Titans. Uh, the Texans are a winnable game, though. So is the Eagles. Uh, Jacksonville, for sure. Uh, after the stinker, the Titans just put up. You got to say that's winnable, too. Now that Ravens game is an L. Giants are winnable. Jets winnable. Steelers game could possibly be an L. So they can maybe lose to the Philly or they can lose to the Titans along with losing to the Ravens and the Steelers. But if they lose this week against the Texans, their playoff hopes are done. It's over. They're not making the playoffs. Um, as for the rest of the league, like we said, in the lead right now are uh, the Steelers, and the Steelers are playing really great football, unfortunately, but good for them. Um, Buffalo is ahead in their division, but Miami is 5-3, and three, and Miami's in the playoffs right now. Uh, they made the switch to Tua, and they are looking great. Um, like we said, uh, Baltimore six and two, along with Pittsburgh being eight and zero, and the Browns being five and three. Um, now the Colts are tied for their division. A team the Browns were able to win after beating the Titans. They're tied for that division at six and three. So we'll see what comes from that. Uh, Kansas City only has one loss. They're eight and one. Vegas, after beating the Browns, they're five and three, and now they look like. They, um, well, they're in the playoffs too, so they're in the driver's seat, their own destiny. That's all you can ever ask for. Moving on to the N, and uh, to the NFC, the NFC least, um, the Eagles are three, four, one, and they're ahead in that division. It's so abysmal. Washington is literally like. A game and a half out of first place, and they're two and six, and they play Detroit this week. I mean, they could win and be that much closer. Amazing! Wow, what if they win the division at like seven and nine? Uh, it might happen for Philly too. Like they might be seven, eight, and one. Um, NFC North is a pretty good division. You got Green Bay at six and two. The the Bears at five and four, and Minnesota's been playing better football. They're at three and five, and Detroit. I don't know when they're why they haven't fired Patricia yet, but they probably will. Um, in the South, you got the NFC South. New Orleans is six and two. Tampa Bay is six and three. Um, they're gonna battle up for that division. And then Seattle is at six and two. Uh, Arizona's at five and three. And the Rams are also five and three. So the NFC West, and I mean, also San Fran's five and four. I mean, they're not too far out, but the NFC West is loaded division. And the only reason why San Fran's doing so bad is they just got hit with the injury bug, which happens. It's like when you lose a Super Bowl, you play terrible the next season. I should have put money on their uh for their wins total on the under, whatever it was for the season. It's like whoever loses the Super Bowl plays bad the next year. It seems like only Tom Brady and the Patriots were able to overcome losing the Super Bowl and playing well in the following year. And they did it consistently. Three times on the occasion. Um 
So yeah, so thank you all for listening to this week's podcast brought to you by Mawball Sports. Uh, sorry, it's late on a Thursday. I'm not, it's supposed to be on Thursdays. Today is Saturday, but Thursday I went and uh, watched somebody play with their brand new Xbox. And then on Friday, I went and watched people play um, with the brand new PlayStation. So I was busy video gaming. Thank you all for listening. Take care. And I'll talk to you all again soon on Thursday. All right, so now we're going to talk about football. So we're going to start out with my fantasy team. Um, Just a little update on my three leagues. I am in a little tied for first place, I guess, seven and two in my ESPN league. This week I face um team that's six and three. So far right now I'm projected to win. Hopefully that holds because... I'm not in first place, and the first place gets a bye, and I beat the first place, but they have me beat by points. Um, hopefully, they slip up and lose. I can get the first round bye. It's me and another team tied at 7-2. and two. Their team is loaded also, so um, it's going to be a tall order. <clears throat> in my other leagues, on Yahoo!, I'm in, like, last place in my Keeper League. Um, I had kind of blew the whole team up. I traded away Hop. I traded away Julio. Um, just trying to get some assets for next season. Guys who aren't first or second round picks, I can keep and have my first or second round picks open. Um, so maybe we can acquire some more assets and start a rebuild with my keeper league and um so we'll see about that come next year. Then my final league, I'm in sixth place in this one. Um hopefully this week I am able <clears throat> excuse me, I'm able to get a win. Right now it's not looking so good because my team is not very good. But hopefully, like I said, I'm able to get a win this week. Because if that is so, we um will be sitting in good shape and it will keep me in the playoff race, in which that there is always the goal to make the playoffs. But I guess I'm not too good with fantasy sports because I always have no depth on my team. It might be because I do things silly like draft and keep Josh Gordon all season long, but eventually he has to play, right? They're going to reinstate him eventually, I would imagine, right? So when that moment happens, and I'm the guy with them, and Russell Wilson chucks that 40-yard bomb, and it's the Flash Gordon, (laughs) look out, because I don't know what's going to happen. Teams will not be able to guard. DK Metcalf on one side and Josh Gordon on the other. They're both human freaks. It's and you got a guy like Russell Wilson to distribute the football. Whoo wee. That's gonna be a high powered offense. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, and I just traded somebody, the Chiefs, for Seattle in my Madden League because uh the Chiefs have Cap issues. Um, 
And like I just said, the Seahawks, hopefully they still do. The guy didn't train away let him go. Have Josh Gordon and DK Metcalf. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, so moving on to the games that actually matter. So far this week, you had uh, the Colts beat the Titans, surprisingly, on Thursday night. Um, Next up, Houston uh, plays Cleveland. Jacksonville plays Green Bay. uh, Washington plays Detroit. Philly is at the Giants. Tampa Bay is at Carolina. Denver versus the Raiders. The Chargers travel across the country to Miami, face the Dolphins. Buffalo plays out in Arizona. Um, Seattle has a divisional game against the Rams. Um, San Francisco plays New Orleans. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh play each other in the 4 o'clock hour. And then you got um, Baltimore versus... New England, um, Baltimore and New England play each other in that game. is a Sunday night game, and then on Monday, on Monday night, you got uh, Minnesota versus the Bears. That should be a fun one, too. So it's a pretty good slate this weekend um, in football. I'll put out the pickums on over the weekend sometime, I guess tomorrow. Um, so check the the podcast Twitter page for those. Uh, so what I'm looking forward to tomorrow is to see, I want to see Joe Burrow against Pittsburgh because, well, Baker Mayfield looked like trash against Pittsburgh. So... I'm going to see how Burrow performs against them. Does he look as trash? Does he look better than Baker? I'm already guessing he's going to look better than Baker because Joe Burrow is better than Baker. Um, which brings me to the Cleveland in, uh, Cleveland Browns, who at 5-3 and three are on the outside of the playoffs. And I, I knew this would happen. They had to win last well, they had to win two weeks ago against the Raiders, get to six and two, so they can make the playoffs. Honestly, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs at five and three now. Which is crazy to think. But I mean, they're gonna lose again to either they're probably gonna lose to Pittsburgh. Well, they're probably gonna lose to either the Ravens or Pittsburgh again. Maybe they beat one of them. So they're gonna lose one of the two, though. That's loss number four. Um This game is a toss-up here because Baker's been out of practice and everything, and the facility's been shut down. But they got to have this game. Um, Now, against the Steelers Week 17, if the Steelers keep winning like how they are, they might have everything buttoned up by then. But the problem is there's only one team that gets to buy this year, unlike years in the past. But the Browns also... Are lucky because one extra team makes the playoffs this year. So I guess come week 17, the Steelers might be in a position where they can sit um, Roethlisberger and the Browns somehow beat the Steelers week 17. Um, But as long as Mahomes keeps winning, 
and the Chiefs, they're going to have to keep chatting other guys out there if they want to make sure they keep that the one seat for the bye. And that bye is important, especially for Pittsburgh when they've been um, without a bye week this year, essentially because of due to COVID, they had to play. There's, They had to lose a game in like week four and then the game has to be replayed when their bye was supposed to be later on in the season or something like that. Uh, I forget exactly what week, um, what week their bye was supposed to be, but that's their situation. So it's going to be, I mean, they really need that bye week, um, them being the Steelers before they go into playoffs. So we'll see about that. So that could be two losses. Um, the Browns, <clears throat> they still got to play Philly and they still got to play the Giants in which I imagine they'll beat the Giants. But like I said, they still got to play Philly. Hopefully they can beat Philly. Um, and that's next week's game. So we'll see. Then they go to Jacksonville, in which they should be able to beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not very good. But then they go back-to-back weeks, they're away. So they go to Jacksonville. And then they go to the Titans, in which they got a win. Um... And then they go, and they have a home game with the Ravens. And like I said, they play the Giants. That's in New York City. Well, East Rutherford, New Jersey. And then they have the Jets right after that. Two weeks in a row they're in New York City. It's so odd. I mean, they might as well pitch a tent and just stay there. Stay in Jersey, I guess, for the two weeks instead of flying back and forth. Kind of disheartening, though, for Odell. This is supposed to be um, the game, him versus the Giants. And I'm sure ESPN and all them would have played that up. But we won't have that opportunity now. Then, like I said, at the end of the year, the Browns are home versus the Steelers. And let's see what happens. But, I mean, it out of these eight weeks, the Browns really got to, I mean, they have to win five games. And they really do need to win six to make the playoffs. Because I don't see the Ravens missing the playoffs. And I don't see the Steelers missing the playoffs. So they're going to have to be like 11-5 and five to get to get in. <clears throat> so the Titans, that's a winnable game. Not Titans. Uh, the Texans are a winnable game, though. So is the Eagles. Uh, Jacksonville, for sure. Uh, after the stinker, the Titans just put up. You got to say that's winnable, too. Now that Ravens game is an L. Giants are winnable. Jets winnable. Steelers game could possibly be an L. So they can maybe lose to the Philly or they can lose to the Titans along with losing to the Ravens and the Steelers. But if they lose this week against the Texans, their playoff hopes are done. It's over. They're not making the playoffs. Um... As for the rest of the league, like we said, in the lead right now are uh, the Steelers. And the Steelers are playing really great football, unfortunately. But good for them. Um, Buffalo is ahead in their division, but Miami is 5-3 and three, and Miami's in the playoffs right now. Uh, they made the switch to Tua and they are looking great. Um, like we said, Baltimore six and two, along with Pittsburgh being eight and zero, and the Browns being five and three. Um, 
now the Colts are tied for the division, a team the Browns were able to win after beating the Titans. They're tied for that division at six and three. So we'll see what comes from that. Uh, Kansas City only has one loss. They're eight and one. Vegas, after beating the Browns, they're five and three, and now they look like they um, well, they're in the playoffs too. So they're in the driver's seat, their own destiny. That's all you can ever ask for. Moving on to the and and uh, to the NFC, the NFC least, um, the Eagles are three four one, and they're ahead in that division. It's so abysmal. Washington is literally like a game and a half out of first place, and they're two and six. And they played Detroit this week. I mean, they could win and be that much closer. Amazing. Wow. What if they win the division at like seven and nine? Uh, it might happen for Philly, too. Like, they might be seven, eight, and one. Um,. NFC North is a pretty good division. You got Green Bay at six and two, the the Bears at five and four, and Minnesota's been playing better football. They're at three and five, and Detroit. I don't know when they're why they haven't fired Patricia yet, but they probably will. Um, in the South, you got the NFC South. New Orleans is six and two. Tampa Bay is six and three. Um, they're gonna battle out for that division. And then Seattle is at six and two. Uh Arizona's at five and three. And the Rams are also at five and three. So the NFC West and I mean also San Fran's five and four. I mean, they're not too far out, but the NFC West is loaded division. And the only reason why San Fran's doing so bad is they just got hit with the injury bug, which happens when, it's like when you lose a Super Bowl. You play terrible the next season. I should have put money on their uh for their wins total on the under, whatever it was for the season. It's like whoever loses the Super Bowl plays bad the next year. It seems like only Tom Brady and the Patriots were able to overcome losing the Super Bowl and playing well in the following year. And they did it consistently. Three times on the occasion. Um So yeah, so thank you all for listening to this week's podcast brought to you by Mobile Sports. Uh, sorry, it's late on a Thursday. I'm not, it's supposed to be on Thursdays. Today is Saturday, but Thursday, I went and uh, watched somebody play with their brand new Xbox. And then on Friday, I went and watched people play um, with the brand new PlayStation. So I was busy video gaming. Thank you all for listening. Take care. And I'll talk to you all again soon on Thursday. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast brought to you by Mawball Sports. Well, um, yeah, the other week I had made a podcast and it was pretty good, but I went over the time and then haven't really did one, but we here today. We are here today. Um, First off, we're going to talk a little college football, um, just, a, just a tad. Indiana. The Hoosiers are 4-0, their latest upset, one of which I guess they were the higher-ranked team, still odd. They just plummeted Penn State 24 to nothing, setting them up with a showdown with Ohio State next week. 
This is 2020, the year of COVID. If I'm Indiana, I'm not playing that game because Ohio State sat idle this week. So, um, right now, technically, Indiana would go to the Big Ten Championship game if both teams won out because Indiana would have more wins. So, if I'm Indiana, I'm sitting out against Ohio State. It's going to be a COVID game. We're not playing that week. That sets us up for a showdown with Wisconsin once during a regular season and once in a Big Ten Championship game. And if we win both of those games... You go to the college football playoff. I mean, it's a $20 million decision. Now, they're going to be competitors in play, but if it was me, no, sir. We'd be sitting that one out. All right, so moving on. Um, While I've been gone, there have been quite a few championships. Um, NHL. Crown the Tampa Bay Lightning as champions. And then in basketball and in baseball, L.A. was victorious. Um, the Lakers won 4-2 on 10-11. And then the Dodgers also won 4-2. That series closed out on 10-27. Giving the Lakers their 17th championship. Giving the Dodgers their 7th championship. Meaning... They did it for Kobe. I just wanted to rest a minute there. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. Um, other things to highlight that have happened as of late. Um, a few weeks ago, Drew Brees threw his 7,000th completion. Uh, he's the only person who ever played football with 7,000 completions at quarterback. Um, another thing that's kind of in the news now, Tony La Russa has been reunited with the Chicago White Sox. <clears throat> La Russa was their manager from 79 to 86. He won manager, AL manager of the year in 1983. Um, that year he won the division and lost to the Orioles in the ALCS. And now he's in a Dispute with drinking and driving. So we'll see where the cops come. Cops come down on him or not for that. Uh, or what his fines and penalties are going to be. But it's kind of shocking that a retread 70-something-year-old dude is out drinking and driving. When I know Tony Lewis has the money for an Uber. People be responsible out there. Um, and some other hiring, coaching hiring news. Paul Silas' son, Stephen Silas, hired by the Rockets. Um, it's the first hire of the Rockets' new general manager, Raphael Stone. And from day one, he's already has problems. Poor Stephen Silas. Uh, it looks like Westbrook wants out or Harden wants Westbrook out or Harden wants out, and I don't know. For some reason, Harden and Westbrook can't play together. It's so odd. I don't get what's up. Maybe that they're both see themselves as ball-dominant guards, so you can't have two ball-dominant guards on the team at the same time. It just won't work. But either way, 
looks like they're going to be splitting that all apart. And that's a shame. I'm sure he took the job thinking he was going to be coaching two superstars. And now he's only going to be coaching one. Might not be coaching any. Well, so speaking of the NBA, I saw that Mike Conley Jr. Um, essentially opted in for his player's option of like, I don't know, it's like $24 million or something crazy like that, which got me kind of thinking. It's like, well, let's see. Um, the 2006-2007 National Championship game, it was... Uh, this is, I'm looking into this because Mike Conley played in this game. I, mean, I just wanted to see the earnings for the people involved in this game. So, the 2006-2007 National Championship game. Uh, this was Florida's back-to-back second appearance in the National Championship game uh, versus Ohio State. Ohio State was led by Mike Conley and Greg Oden. Florida had um, guys come back after winning a championship, the likes of Corey Brewer, Al Horford, and Joe Kim Noah. Um, so they wanted to see if they can win it again for Billy Donovan down at Florida. <clears throat> uh, Florida was victorious in that game, giving them back-to-back championships. Uh, probably being the last team to ever have guys like that could have been first-round picks come back, especially multiple dudes. Hence why I think this was a very special game because it's, I think it was the end of an era in college basketball. Um, now the, a lot of national championship games have been dominated by one-and-done guys, um, or at least the tournaments have been dominated by one-and-done guys. Um, well, you have Virginia winning that championship game and out one-and-done guys, but that's about it for the most part, really. So it was really odd just, you know, just to see how this game has tracked through time. Um, putting it there in a different light, even still, just barring the situation and everything. But I wanted to see how these guys have done in the NBA, make them money. First up, we're gonna go through the um, we're gonna go through the high state players. So, like I said, Mike Conley Jr. just got an um, he just opted in. So I wanted to look up Mike Conley's salary. He's made $206 million in the NBA. I will repeat that. $206 million Mike Conley has made in the NBA. That is glorious. Fantastic for him and his family. I'm just surprised. I, I can't believe it. But he was getting nice deals um, from Memphis a large part of his career. Um, you have Greg Oden from Ohio State. He... Um, he earned $24 million in his career, which it would have been more except for the fact that he got hurt. So he he didn't last that long in his career, unfortunately. Uh, no one else in the high stays even worth mentioning. So we're going to move on to Florida. Let's look at Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer's earned $55.6 million in his career. That's crazy. Like, that's a lot of money. That is family tree 
altering money. <clears throat> like that's changed everyone you know money. That's great for him. I'll, well, Joe Kim Noah has earned $136.5 million. The I Hate Cleveland Joe Kim Noah can't shoot a lick. Joe Kim Noah. $136 million. That is insane, too. Great for him. And topping it all off, Al Horford. Al Horford finessed the Boston Celtics. Somehow they were able to trade him. And so now he's finessing Philly. He's still finessing. Because Al Horford contract is for 200 he's earned 212 million dollars in his career hats off to him now i should have did the math previous to recording this but we're gonna do the math right now so we got 136.5 plus 212 plus 55.6 plus 24 plus 206 equals in that national championship game, future earnings for the players, $634 million for one game for players that were in one game together. Both teams combined for $634 million they have earned in their careers. Over a billion dollars, over half a billion dollars. That is absolutely insane. Has off to all parties involved. Okay, so now we're going to get to the moment we've all been waiting for. Um, I kind of had teased this to, to a few people beginning of the week. Um, an announcement came out today that, well, not today. It was, like I said, during the week. And it just kind of threw me over the edge. Um, and it had to do with baseball. I don't talk MLB a whole, whole lot, but this is a moment where I have to. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hold to it. And I want you guys to hold me accountable to it. I love listening to Cleveland Indians baseball. When I worked at Luke This Factory, only radio station that came in was 104.5 WQKT, Worcester Zone, Sports Country. So all I could listen to was country music all day, working in this factory back in like 2011, I think it was. Yeah, 2011. So right about that time in 2011 was when Lindor, Francisco Lindor for the Cleveland Indians was just... Coming on, just getting to the bigs. And I tell you, every single night at work, because I worked second shift, just listening to Tom Hamilton talk about Lindor and how great he would be. And once he matures and becomes of age in the MLB, he's going to be a world-class player. You know, and I bought into that. I honestly did. I was like, okay, sweet. I can't wait. I can wait for Lindor. Once Lindor comes, cool, we'll be great, right? And you know what? Lindor delivered. 
Lindor delivered. 2016 Cleveland Indians up three games to one against the Chicago Cubs. Damn that rain delays in game seven. But it shouldn't even came down in the rain delay in game seven. They should have won game five or six or something. I don't know. Anyways, besides the point, because even with losing in that um in the World Series, the Indians were in the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs for like four out of the last five seasons. Clearly they have been a winning ball club. Clearly things have been going well. Clearly, also, the Dolan family has been making a ton of money. Which makes me upset about my next points. So this week, um, all the awards for the 2020 season were announced. Uh, In the ML, well, in the MVP race, Freddie Freeman won it in the... In the NL and um, Jose Abreu won it in the AL. It's coming in second place, Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians, right there on the cusp. Jose had a great season too, but I think um, I think uh, Abreu earned it because he just has a little more star power than uh, Ramirez. It's okay though. That's fine. And then you get to the Cy Young. Cy Young for the NL. No, I'll start with the AL. Cy Young for the AL was Shane Bieber. Won um, rookie MVP. Not rookie MVP. Won the uh, All-Star Game MVP last year. Game was in Cleveland, so we'll we'll get that. But he was an All-Star. Pitched well, won the game. This year, he's a Cy Young. Shane Bieber is taking off. He's a, a cheap uh, pitcher right now for the Cleveland Indians, and he is a world beater. He's great. Shane Bieber is great. I don't have a complaint. I like Shane Bieber. Now, in the end, though, Trevor Bauer won the Cy Young for the Cincinnati Reds. Trevor Bauer used to play for the Cleveland Indians, but the Indians traded him away. Two seasons ago, because they knew they wouldn't be able to re-sign him after this season. And so Trevor Bauer's up for a contract, and he's going to get paid, paid, paid. And Cincinnati will probably pay him, because they don't mind spending the money. But the Dolans. The Dolans mind spending the money. And the Dolans piss me off. I can't stand the Dolans. I am done with the Dolans. The Indians should have had... The second place MVP and two guys fighting it out amongst themselves for Cy Young in their league. Not to mention that they traded away Clevenger. Yeah, he was stupid and made a bad decision. But they traded him away nevertheless, which was stupid. It's dumb. And I won't even go down the trail of all the other guys they suspe- they've traded away before they had to pay him. The CCs, the Cliff Lees, Kluber... Time and time again, they get an ace. The ace plays for a few years for them. Looks, the ace looks like they're next, Bob Feller, just to be treaded away. And it's, a, it's just sickening and it's disheartening. It's like, come here, become the number one pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, 
and then we'll ship you off to somebody who will pay you. I mean, uh, look at Michael Brantley. Played for the Indians all those years, gets a big-time payday from Houston, wins a World Series. It's just, there's so many, there are so many examples, and I'm just, I'm done. I'm so sick of the Dolans being cheap. The Cleveland Indians franchise has, like, blossomed since they bought it from the Jacobs family. I think it's grown by four or five times its value. Why are they still being cheap? Which brings me back to Francisco Lindor. Now, a couple of seasons ago, Lindor was up for arbitration. Of course, it's what you do. It's just a process. You know, he's a... <clears throat> you do the arbitration thing once he's almost out of his rookie deal. See where things go. Make sure you really want to marry the guy. Baseball terms wise, at least. But <clears throat> the Indians have gone through arbitration with Francisco Lindor. Um, had a couple few more seasons, and now here we sit this year. Francisco Lindor is going to be traded away by the Cleveland Indians sometime during this season because after next year, he's going to be a free agent, and the Indians aren't going to sign him. They're not going to re-sign him. Um, and it's very sad. It's very, very sad. I mean, I'm, I'm heartbroken, honestly. And it's, I think, like I said, going back to where a time when only thing I had, because that job was just hell, was listening to the Indians and just the just watching the maturation process of Lindor, and just to see <clears throat> that they're gonna jettison him. Like I'm, I'm through. I'm going to miss Tom Hamilton. I'll probably turn Tom Hamilton on just to listen, but my heart's not going to be in it anymore. I can't give them any more of my time. I'm. You're not going to see too many more tweets about changing name to the Spiders. Although I really feel like they should just change the name to the Spiders. It's the original name of the franchise, <clears throat> which means you already have. Um, throwback jerseys, whenever you want to wear throwback jersey day, you already got throwback jerseys. Just whatever those jerseys were from 1901, you wear those jerseys. Bingo, bingo, throwback jerseys. The new jerseys, you got to change the team name. You got to make new jerseys. All the old jerseys are worth more money. You make more money with the old ones. The new jerseys, People got to buy the new jerseys. They want to be in a stadium with the new jersey. You make money with the new jerseys. The Dolans are so cheap. I don't understand why they just want to change the name and make more money. But they're dumb. Like, the Dolans that own the Knicks and the Dolans that own the Indians fight for the Dummy Award year after year. They're dumb and cheap. It's just... Oz... It's beyond frustrating. I'm so frustrated right now as a fan. I really, truly am. But so let's look at Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts got a 12-year extension worth $365 million from the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Mookie Betts had won a national, not a national championship game, 
had won a World Series with Boston previous to that deal. But you could suspect Francisco Lindor is going to get at least, I mean, if he wants it, a 10-year, $300 million contract, right? That's probably the base starting number for Lindor. Indians ain't going to pay it. It's not worth it to him. The franchise is too cheap. They're just going to trade him away. The day they trade Lindor away is a day I'm no longer a fan. You have heard that here first on the Mall Boss Wars podcast. I am through with the Indians the day they trade away Francisco Lindor. And it's going to break my heart. I've been a fan my whole life. All right. So moving on now, we're going to do what we 